There's some music in the background. <laughs> Ooh. I'm warm. <laughs> Good morning. Another week, another application. You got another application? Oh, I thought you meant like for jobs. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, I mean to drive this podcast. Yeah. Um, just try something else. That's that's what this, that's else. part of our content. Let's try something. <laughs> try Watch something us try stuff. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I think it's recording. Hi, you look crispy. Seems, I, uh, seems pingy. I'm down a... Yeah, that's not bad. <laughs> just um, scientific test. Both just right. like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm down a light. Oh, no. I took it down. I took it down for some filming. And yeah. then promptly lost the connector pin uh, somewhere <laughs> in the shop. And Ricky and I were like running around like, did you see this weird nickel-plated multi-threaded pin that goes for the light in the office and he's like ah, i've never seen one before and i was like oh yeah all right no light today damn what are you filming oh my kid what do you can mean you talk oh, about oh. Uh, finally have a new product out today awesome. this morning yeah. the... where's mariah <laughs> i hope we get taken down because of that that'd be <laughs> I knew she would love tool holder holders. Oh it's, yeah! Just happen to have one on the desk here, but it's a little little guy to hold Beautiful. your tool holders that we're calling the tool holder holder. Can I see the profile of the tool holder holder? Look at that I funky angle, people. Right. From yeah. people. Look, people, look. Look at the. Are they look? Three D printed bushes or? Excuse you. Other? Yes. Yeah, nice. They, yeah. Cl they, they clip in? Yep. This is kind of an earlier version, and it's, yeah. as we were talking about yesterday, textured here from the textured mm -hmm. plate, so they look real professional. Uh, this is an older version where we were just smooth plate, and yeah, it's not so great. This is also shop spray-painted, okay. not powder-coated. Yeah. And the spray booth. Yeah. Yeah, the spray booth. <laughs> Yeah, it's just Does one that, of those who, funny. Who knows? Uh, put it out on all of our our EDM. I always forget that name. Cool. What, what you call <laughs> emails, and I'm like, electron. Oh, EDM. <laughs> so yeah, we got a few click throughs there, and I did just before we started put an Instagram post out that I don't think has any traction yet. So great. Yeah. Sweet. We'll see. I it works for. ISO 30 and BT30, which is yeah. basically the exact same tool holder, except for one has a dog. The BT30 yeah. has like drive dogs, so that doesn't affect how it holds it all. So we will likely do other versions for different sizes cool. of machine taper. Your uh, mill uh, yeah. is BT40 or are you 30 on the mill as well? Cat 40, yeah. Cat 40. Which is, I would assume it's got to be close to the same, but... That's what it's called, technically. They're mm, way bigger. Super cool. So for all the router people, yeah, I sent it to Johnny straight away and said, <laughs> let's go. Because our tool crib is a mess at the moment. Right. And 
because I when Johnny was away, I moved his workstation onto a better like electric sit stand desk. Ah. And so now there's kind of two workstations out there, and one of them's right. the remnants of the tool collection, and one of them's the actual programming station. And we need to like nice bring it all back together. And I like the idea of vertical tool storage. Yeah, I like Maybe it. Me too. I, there's a lot of options. I mean, there's no innovation in that it's a French cleat, basically, yeah, yeah. but it works well with a lot of different types of hanging devices. Little keyholes are on the back of it, so you can just hang it up on screws. Or Dylan from With Intolerance has been kindly testing, and he posted nice. some stories about using it today, which was nice. And he put magnets on the back of his cleat and put it on the side of his mill. And so he can hang it off the magnets, which I thought was smart. And we may offer something like that, but it's obviously very easy to add magnets yourself. So, yeah, I like it's nice to be able to move them around. Like, you know, when you want to change a bunch of tools at once, like it's hard like to hold them otherwise. So it's kind of like a little little beer carrying case for your tool holders. (laughs) Awesome. And the slots in the front. Tell me about that feature. For fun. They're for fun. For fun. Yeah. I think they're a little they bit of a, a hearkening to our pedestals. Yeah. They're, they're for speed. Yeah. Light waving. I think they kind of harken towards the tool pedestals have a slot and it lets you see inside of it. Uh, that was kind of the intention mm-hmm. for the pedestals so you could see what the tool actually was. Uh-huh. And in this case, that's the opposite. You can't see. You see that mm-hmm. there's a taper there, but... I don't know, just better than a big flat surface. And it's actually nice, really. We've been testing it. We found it's nice to hang onto it like that to like yeah, grab yeah. your fingers into there. And um, we're using them for packaging, which is kind of weird. Like the packaging tucks into it so hey. that it won't fall apart. We don't have to use tape. Good. Yeah. Good. Oh, I know what I was. I'll ask you this weird question. Do you know of any type of fastener that's like, we're using tiny M2 screws with tiny M2 nuts to hold these feet in. <laughs> yeah. Is there such a thing as like a push-to-fit fastener? Because like it's holding pu- that screw, we just want to like snap it. It doesn't need to be super tight. It just needs to stay on. There's, and push right now to, we're like, there's pushy push feet, right? Like automotive yeah. industry has push everything That's into true. a sheet metal hole. I would have thought you could right. get a little foot that just clips straight in there. I'm going to have to look into testing some of those. I've always been a little concerned they'll tear off, but maybe yeah. that's crazy. They're not really under any load, right? You're just taking no. it I mean, off I suppose the wall. if you slid them around a lot. Whoosh. Yeah. I don't like yeah. my lighting like this. It's gross. <laughs> Fluorescent, Justin. Mm. <laughs> My gross facial hair is very like sparkly almost. Like they're like over sharpening it. Yeah, you get like this is good vampire audio content. Spark, sparkly vampire vibes. Like it. Right. You just look great. Like it. Uh cool. New product. Congratulations. It's exciting. Thank you. Thank you. Very good. Well, hopefully has some interest from the community. Hmm. Yeah, for sure. I dig it. Uh, yeah, weird. What else is happening? What's up with you? 
Yeah, what's happening? No, no new products. I had a, a hot lapse yesterday. Mm. I always do a reverse lap now with Sarah, our general manager. So she laps oh. me as well as right. I do her review and then she does mine, which is always really good. I like doing that. And mm-hmm. But one of my KPIs haha, is <laughs> launching a new product like a every... For that. <laughs> Key performance indicators. Every quarter. Every quarter? Every six months. I think it's every six months. Anyway, I have not okay. done that. Right. And yeah, as we've discussed here, just like failing to actually get stuff online and being the bottleneck of the person with the camera and the photos and the videos and yeah. all of that right it's proving to be troublesome but yeah but otherwise it's good we had a really good chat and one of the things that's been coming up lately is like the business is you know challenging i feels like there's just like there's a new challenge every every week or every day it's like you solve one big thing right and then you're like you get 24 hours of <laughs> plain sailing and it's like right now we've got to fix this right. problem. And it just feels a bit endless at the moment. I had and that week last week too. Did you? Yeah. Uh, it's, it's tiring. But I was chatting to Laura about it the other night too. And we were talking about product versus custom. And like I did this like what if thought experiment the other day of like what if we just dropped custom entirely overnight? What would that look like? And went for a hundred hundred percent product based business. You know what would happen to mm-hmm. our time and resources, and right. it would be a organizational restructure and blah blah blah. Be a big thing. Yeah. What does that look like versus like what we're doing at the moment, which is the slow and steady. Like let's build up custom, so we've got the revenue to then put back into product development and slowly transition to a more product-based business. And I feel like we've been trying to do that for ten years, <laughs> and I, yeah. I'm getting I'm getting a bit impatient. And I kind of I don't I said to Sarah yesterday I don't want to be in a spot where like another five years have elapsed and we're still kind of having this conversation about what I'd like the business to be and the fact that we're not there yet. So, I don't know. Interesting. It's too fresh yet, I'm sure, That from that conversation to now. Well, it's just interesting to kind of do the thought experiment of like, yeah, what if we tried to do a rapid transition? What would that look like? Right. Because the other thing that's come up sort of lately for me is like when you employ middle management for want of a better word and you give people these big roles and you say go off and do this you're responsible for all of this mm-hmm. it's fantastic um, but there's a fine line of like giving people that letting people sort of step up into that and mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. not micromanaging them is good right but also you know it's your business so like at some point you want to sort of direct like i'm responsible for the direction of the business right and where we go and sort of where's that line of like keeping it on track not stepping on toes but also just like keeping things flowing in the right direction 
um, and being assertive enough in terms of where we're headed and how how we present as business and all of that without sort of yeah overstepping on yeah someone else's role that you've given them don't know don't have answers but something i'm sort of struggling a bit with at the moment i mean i've been in the position where it's like i like want other people too in the business too give like strong opinions about where we think we should go Mm. and not really able to get that, you know, like it's like understandably not what other people think about, you know, at different points, Mm. different, different employees, right. They're not thinking about like what this business should be in five years. They're just like, I got to get, you know, these 10 projects made this month or week or whatever it is and don't get the chance to sit and think about those things. You know, just be just for feeling that same type of like frustration. So we have pretty open conversations about what what could the future look like. And we had I don't know how much I talked about that here. Stop me if I've covered too much of this, but we did exactly that where we were doing NAC products. Nothing was really like taking off. We thought the NAC wall was gonna be it for quite a while, obviously, and we used some loan money to uh, develop that and take time off of needing mm. to always be doing a job shop, like your custom work, right? And we did that for months, many months, six to eight months. And strangely enough, which I, I don't know if I feel, I feel pride in that we were we were churning through great ideas and product development in the NAC wall idea and somehow at the same time, we were like, well, let's make a dust boo. We need to finish this thing so we can better produce. And that sparked suddenly all this interest. And it's very obvious. It's just that's what we need to follow. It's like, you know, kind of like you hear on those stupid business entrepreneur shows. <laughs> like, we pivoted at this point, you know, like. Yeah. It was actually potential to be doing products. I didn't foresee that it was suddenly going to be that. Like we always had, I was always in the back of my mind, like, oh, we could do other CNC related things. So I've definitely been there. I don't know if we would be at this point now, if we wouldn't have taken that. It's still, you know, still a risk that we took that on and we're still transitioning. So. Yeah, for sure. I guess the thing about that is that you were in that product development space and maybe it wasn't the product you expected, but you were giving yourself (laughs) the space to (laughs) explore ideas and yeah you explored a certain path and was like oh this could this is a thing cool <laughs> right it's not Whereas the product we wanted it's the product we deserve yeah <laughs> 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 or i feel like we're so chock-a-block at the moment everyone's working so damn hard and there's not much space there's no breathing room at the moment and maybe right. we're just Maybe we're just battling with the, you know, a few particular jobs that are sort of taking up too much headspace or too much room for everyone. But and maybe this will just clear in a month, and I won't think anything else of it. But I feel like everyone's kind of so full that there's not much capacity to sort of explore ideas or even like yeah, even the comments of the lunchtime product conversations have evaporated at the moment because everyone's just a bit. 
bit stressed and a bit sort of stretched too thin. Right. Whereas we go through periods where that's we're more, we're more relaxed and we've, everyone's got a bit more headspace and then those conversations start to just naturally bubble up again of like, oh, what if we right. could make a thing like this? And, you know, the little sketches appear on the lunch table and kick yeah. around. They don't necessarily go anywhere, but it's kind of that sort of creative environment. Yeah, is percolating. Yep. Sort of running parallel to whatever the sort of custom work we're doing at the moment. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, a few things to work out, but good to be I thinking I, about I don't it. know. I mean, maybe you can figure that out. I could not figure it out. I mean, I think mm. it's interesting to hear you say that to describe the same problem, but I always felt like there just was no way with, I mean, at one point we had four people and two of them were part-time at the kind of peak of like job shop work and also doing a minimum amount of product things at the same time. And I just, you know, I think maybe because you and I maybe drive most of the product development things that in my perspective, I I just had no bandwidth left to like be doing creative things. And so I don't know how we would have gotten to, you know, I'd say now we're probably 60 to 80% of our revenue is product related. So So I'd say it's working, which is nice, but obviously everything has ups and downs. And I mean, what was really strange out of that whole thing was just intentionally turning down any job work that came in, which just felt, felt like, (laughs) well, this is career suicide for sure. (laughs) Right. Yeah. There's a few years of trying, it's like a doctor, right? Like, I'm going to do creative doctoring now, you know, like <laughs> instead of just taking what comes in, I'm going to start painting instead of taking patients. Mm-hmm. A whole lot of mid journey prompts just ran through my mind when he said creative doctoring. <laughs> creative doctoring. I did some pretty good salsa dancing woodworkers yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I think as I become a bit more impatient, I'm sort of, yeah, there's more, I wouldn't say career suicide, but I would say sort of escapist notions are occurring (laughs) to me of like more dramatic solutions keep rolling around in my head. Right. Mm. One one quick other thought I had related to your, I'm sure you've thought of this, but with the amount of, you know, people you have, is it feasible that you pair off two people? Maybe there's one person that's dedicated to doing products and they can pull in other part-time people when they have space to work on things too, but they're driving mm. product development continuously rather than everybody having a little bit of time to do it. Like, is there somebody that can be responsible yeah. for something you know like that keeps it going if that's part of the goal i don't know if that's a great solution it's definitely safer than ripping the the custom band-aid off and just going yeah. cold turkey now look we to be fair we do have a plan in place mm. i'm just getting impatient i suppose sure. we've <laughs> got a plan in we've got a plan in place to start getting me out of sales not entirely, but like to free up a lot of my time there. Right. 
we've got a plan in place to potentially change up sort of design department a little bit and get to a point where a big chunk of that can be product development. So, yeah, it's just slow burn. I'm just a bit right. tired of the slow burn right now. But Yeah, there's I'm something to that too. I mean, I was talking about somebody that came to visit recently. I, don't, I won't say their name, but we were having the same because I didn't ask to share this <laughs> necessarily, but we're, we're having the same conversation basically. <laughs> Sorry, I, I just uh, saw your salsa dancing woodworkers. <laughs> I was like, oh, I didn't think it was that funny. Right. Salsa dancing uh, woodworkers. Fantastic. Yeah. Right. Sorry. It's very sultry. Love very it. beardy. Uh, having the same conversation, basically, of like, they have a lot of very similar business to us and got driven into <laughs> <laughs> We just need to drop in some salsa music right here. <laughs> driven um, into. Driven into, sucked into, pulled into some seemingly lucrative other types of woodworking. They had a decently a product business and they can't get back to developing new products because mm. they're constantly now in the cycle of growth of the team to do a certain type of thing. But now you're kind of stuck with like, we got to keep doing the certain type of thing. And the products are, you know, especially up front are no revenue and mm. getting to that place. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So I feel like we've kind of done that. Like we've, we've tooled up in the sense of our systems and staff. We've really tooled up to service like all this custom work and the complexities of custom work. And yeah, I'm sort of pondering the alternatives to that, I suppose. Right. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> is that, is that mid-journey or Dali 3? No, that was Dali through, through ChatGPT. It's super ah. fast. And it like, I haven't, I typed it, that had like a very it. simple string that was like two, two men dancing salsa while also woodworking and it like expanded it into like interpreting what I wanted to give it way more detail which was interesting <laughs> and then in the chat thread it it gave me options of images and they were great yeah right it's in that little drop down thing when you hover over yeah for I've done that but it just gives me text output really I haven't I actually worked it on how to drive it. Now, I've got DALI 3 turned on in the chat, but it, like, it just generates mm. text. And it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Why won't you make an image? Oh, mine just, when I, when I select that, I just. Oh, you have to tell it to make the image, right? Okay. I I don't. <laughs> we'll see if it works again. It says it's creating DALI 3 images. Yeah, mine's doing that now, but it, it initially oh. it just spat out four different prompts. But then it was waiting for me to select which prompt prompt to render. Oh, maybe it was just interesting. I did use, legitimately use the GPT vision yesterday. Laura was on site measuring up a job, sculpture commission in the city, and she'd taken our Leica laser measure. Okay. She sent me a photo of the error message on the Leica. I was like, what is, it's not working. What does this mean? And I just dropped the photo into GPT. 
Wow. And it's like, I haven't done that what's, yet. What's this? What does this mean? And it's like, oh, it looks like you've got the Leica Disto, blah, blah. That looks like blah, 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 blah. And gave me like error things and what the issue might be. Like, thanks, so just under default, under GPT-4, you just drop an image in. Drag an image straight in. Wow. I haven't done that yet. Mm. Fun. Robots got eyes. Pretty wild. <laughs> Make it taller. So interesting. I just did the same, well, maybe not the same prompt, but the same keywords, salsa dancing woodworkers. And it looks like pretty much the same censored. workshop. It's pulled the same workshop Ooh. as the base image. It was like, oh, I've already done this. I've done there's this. A guy, there's a guy in America <laughs> who only has the same you taste. Know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, rule 34. <laughs> Funny. I find uh, it incredibly, you know, I'm just used to this kind of chatting now. It's It's simple. Like, I don't have to go into another field. Let me just chat and get my images in the same place. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty well. Oh, it's cool. This is way more diverse than mine is. <laughs> uh, you did write Basically. Nick Offerman clones dancing in a woodshop, though, didn't you? Basically. It's part of your problem. One looks yeah. like a really, like, beefy Leo Messi. Like he's, like, <laughs> kind of stout. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes the Messy visual the podcast strikes again yeah uh, other news at my end is that I have seemed to have cracked the early morning game again which is Ooh. nice I've been reliably getting up for playtime play I've got playtime pegged in my default diary from like 6 till 7 every morning that's been fun nice Tinkering away, yeah, kind of doing doing product dev-ish stuff, but kind of trying not to put any pressure on myself and just allow it to be free play. Mm -hmm. Like, what do I feel like making this morning? I've made a few little things for home, like I made a coat rack this week. <laughs> it was better than the one on Portlandia. It was like a real solid one <laughs> fixed to the wall. <laughs> And last week I made a shoe rack for home. And so I've just been doing, yeah, kind of little home improvement things. But it means like I'm playing on the tools and fiddling with the pencil sharpener and making stuff. So I've been nice. You're just smart. That's what I should be doing. That would, that would make me a very popular person at home. Yeah. Yeah, it's nice to actually make some progress at home, to be honest. Things are All looking right. a bit more organized just from a few early mornings. So. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, you I got a deadline, more, man. You got a real I, deadline. I gotta make more cabinets here soon. <laughs> I got a a hallway mud room organization that's it's still using that space. Was where the kitchen like appliances were, kind of like the sink and the stove were there, and we just kept the cabinet that used to have the stove in it in the hallway mm -hmm. and we're putting crap in it now <laughs> so it doesn't fit at all and there's like a weird kitchen table next to it like a like a prep table and like a weird bench and they just all they're just it's just like the other side of the construction mess 
<laughs> and we're finally this weekend we're like oh we should finish that cabinet that's supposed to go there finishing cabinets on the weekend yep right that's that's I, my I, current vibe as well much, but... mm. yeah you have a power solution mm, nah. didn't fix it mm. still didn't fix it i put in the the octopod uh power filter last week into the pencil sharpener and i just did a janky sort of temporary setup where it was wired in line between the the makitas and the contactors and it seemed to reduce the screen interference anecdotally like the little flicker seemed to disappear just fainter fainter yeah (laughs) which is a good good sign but it didn't Johnny and I sort of tracked it for best part of a day and it still threw a, threw a bunch of USB errors and paused the machine seemingly at a similar frequency. So pulled that out and then we did the spindles off test where turned all the spindles off around the same cycle and it still threw up USB errors. So the next, that means the, the contactors themselves or something else further down the line is causing interference mm. I think because that kind of removes the spindles from the equation completely or they or they both could be doing it that's the other annoying thing it's like <laughs> could be the same from multiple sources but yeah so so like a person you can pay like $500 to just come for a day half a day maybe a thousand dollars maybe just fix it I never, I never do those kind of things. I just struggle through that myself until three months later. I'm finally like somebody will message me and be like, "Oh, I listened to that podcast, and you should do this." And I never actually fin- figure it out. And they just <laughs> yeah, tell yeah. me how to fix it. I'm in that boat. Uh, yeah, look, I think someone like my cousin would be the best. I need to get him in to look at it, right. scratch around. Yeah. Right. Yep. 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 Yeah. <laughs> Mm. Oh, your did we talk about that already? Your what? vector works, I think, came out like right after we did the last one. Oh, uh, yeah, that was after the last one. Yeah. That was great. I was like, I was mm. expecting it to be a little less polished. I think, like okay. more less rendered. I thought it would be uh, like it was way better. I didn't think it was going to be bad by any means. I just I thought it would be more <laughs> like less material mapped and like shaded than it was. It was nice. It's like really felt good yeah it's looking really good so yeah that was the night after we recorded last week at that meeting with the fins and they walked me through where it's up to and yeah it's looking good this is um, a few quirky things which i know first take on the build so i'm not too worried we'll be able to iron out the kinks but like there's some quirks to the interface at the moment which are a bit odd like you kind of have to pre-select how big a set you want to make and then that kind of defines yeah the extent of the grid um, but i think the workaround we might be able to get rid of that completely or the workaround will be which could be nice is you sort of as a can, customer coming there for the first time you're like it prompts you and says how big is the space you've got to work with you go oh i've got a wall that's about three meters by three meters and then it goes and populates a wall surface 
Well, yeah. And then you can free play within that sort of environment. Right. So, yeah, if you use uh, interface sort of decisions to make, um, it's looking really promising. Well, you'd be able to build something, remove some stuff, add some stuff, build some, you know, like, or is it like one way? Like you got to keep building and you can't go backwards. I think I saw you, you remove, remove some stuff. Yeah, you can remove components. Yeah. That's nice. And you can you can start from clean slate or you can, we'll be able to have all our standard kits pre-built as starting points as well. So you can drop in a starting point and then start pulling it apart or adding to it. Yeah, depending on what yep. you want to do. Very so. nice. Yeah. Feeling good. Feeling good. Profit. <laughs> I didn't sleep a whole lot the last couple of nights. So. No, really. So, I could tell I you were up very late that. last night when I was messaging you about the bloody textured plate on the bamboo. I had to check my world time. I was like, Justin, go to bed. No, you woke me up. No. Naughty. <laughs> no, no, it doesn't go off. I, I think, I don't know what I was doing. It was something. Finishing sending a ma- email or something, I forget. I was just finally just like, I got to get this thing out. I am so tired of dragging on another week because I haven't sent out, you know, published this new product. I was like, a few details. So, I made that video yesterday sure. and email. And that's that's yeah, been yeah, the solution yeah. since I was 19. Just uh, stay up late and finish it. Hopefully that maybe this child will change me. Oh, it changed me. I can't stay up late anymore. <laughs> Ricky Fault. was up. He, he had an unfortunate scenario over the weekend, but he, he came in a little bit late on Monday morning. He was like, I don't think I've had an all-nighter since college. I <laughs> don't do well with them anymore. <laughs> my Some of my frustration last week and also why we didn't get a product out last week was... Monday, I come in to print a slightly modified dust boot. We haven't changed the port that we print in a long time. And I basically like very minorly thicken two areas for a little more strength. And the rest of the week, we chased the bamboo (laughs) into... I, it's still not fixed. I've replaced oh, so really? many parts. Man. There's something goofy with it right now that I cannot figure out. Like there's, I'm still waiting. It's now day three. The bamboo hasn't written back to me yet of a sport ticket. I went on the forum Uh-oh. and asked, which was always, an, it always seems like a forum. We'll get you. There's some nice people that gave me some suggestions. But none of them worked. Mm. It just suddenly started printing poorly like in particular like we've had the same recipe and settings for the ba- the dust boot part for like since the last time i complained about the what the weather changing basically that yeah. was not the printer that was the weather tried to modify some of the settings nothing so after about three days i was like all right let's go to pla and see if that fixes it and it was ter- like some of the worst pla prints i've ever seen of any printer wow just junk this is this is bamboo pla too this is a fixture too. What's going on? Laser cut, laser mm. engraved the bottom of these things. So, 
I still don't know. I've replaced the nozzle, the extruder assembly. Uh, we've changed all the Bowden tubes. We've removed the MS. We've changed all the connections. We've... Mm. What was the other thing? I found a tiny sliver of PETG stuck in the sensor, but we changed all that out and it's still printing junk. If you print really slowly, it works all right. As soon as you go to full speed, it does this. It's like the bottom will look stellar. Mm. And as soon as it speeds up, so we've done like half speed printing and it's a little bit better. Like for some like crucial, just like stuff we needed to get done for the moment. Um, Have you done like the shippable flow, flow dynamics calibration stuff? I did it. Somebody suggested to do it manually. I did it three different ways, three mm. different settings, still junk. No. So I don't know. The only thing I'm waiting on currently that I have, we have any thought to of our own is the extruder motor could potentially be going and it can't handle printing anymore mm. or potentially the belts are stripped somewhat which we haven't touched but I don't know I got nothing and I've been like wanting to buy another one of these damn printers for so long and I still haven't but it's gonna happen soon because I, I don't know when, when it's down we just like there's so many yeah. things that we rely on it for now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's been fun. Mm, frustrating. Yeah. <laughs> Always a little, a little something. Always. Always. Oh, the bamboo is doing so well. So reliable. It's it's done. Like I still have fondness for it, but it is interesting. Like part of the thing I've been thinking about a lot in the last week is. You know, I hadn't re-sliced the dust boot part in a long time. And when I did with the same settings, it was faster, which was interesting to me. And I was like, why is it faster? It added material minorly. It was like half an half an hour faster. And they the print, apparently the print somebody, was faster. Okay. So they had announced that you'll see some speed increases. And I was like, oh, that's cool. But then mm. I was thinking like, I was like, I feel like I'm getting gaslit now. Like there's so like there's so many things that could have changed that I don't even know what to chase anymore. You know, like is it hardware? Is it software? Is it wet yeah, filament yeah. that needs to be? It's <laughs> just like I felt crazy all week. I still don't feel great, but I kind of just focused on something else for a while and waiting for parts to come. I guess. Mm, so many variables. Right. Gosh, yeah, that's that's like I've been super happy with Laura's bamboo. It's been great, but you know I do have my concerns. Even before I heard about your issues, like I've got my concerns of just how when you've got something that's that high performance and can go that fast, like right. at some point it's gonna something's gonna break and like, like massive backlash or like yeah that you just suddenly comes in. I mean, so. On, on we need a little sounder for bamboo or just <laughs> printer, printer tech they quietly announced a new version of the x1 that's like for corporations that have like let's say uh, more secure practices basically so it's like <laughs> it's a bamboo lab x1e for professionals and engineering applications but oh. basically it's got a very minor change to like how it it has better oh it has better filtration for 
VOCs and it's sure, got HEPA H12. Sure. An active heating chamber can do a little bit higher temp. And I think other than that, it's got more secure, enhanced and more secure options. Stable Ethernet connection, WPA2 enterprise authentication. So it's yeah, got like okay. more secure Wi-Fi, but it's $2,500. Yeah. It's really not a huge change, but I think that that security will be a big factor for some corporations that just are like, yeah, no, we cannot use your basic, you know, internet of things yeah, connections yeah. here. <laughs> ah, interesting. Okay. Yeah. Mm. I think it's smart of them. Basically, they're just yeah, totally. slapping a few very minor changes on. Like that Wi-Fi chip's probably like, what, two more dollars or something? And then yeah. <laughs> that Nick for five bucks and <laughs> charge a thousand more dollars. <laughs> Good move. Mm, yeah, well played. Well, I hope you get it resolved quickly. Fingers crossed. Yeah, me too. I just, I mean... It, the other thing, just from for a, for another gripe, like the support's pretty dang slow. I've had that experience before. It took almost mm. a week for them to get back to me one time. But then, like when you need parts, like even if I know the part I want to order, they don't have any other shipping speeds than standard. So like, you just gotta wait for their super slow shipping to arrive. And like, to, mm. that's just a weird. Th- like, I can get parts from Prusa here faster than I can from. And they don't they don't exist in the United States typically. Yeah. When I need to, they, they come from overseas and that's a it's just yeah, not great. So you basically just gotta do the like have all of I had a ton of parts already. I didn't have the extruder motor. I was kind of somewhat prepared for this and it just still bit me. So hmm. I don't know. Blower yeah. lessons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Cool. What you doing now? <sighs> I don't even know. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Oh. Well, I don't know what I can do with the printer. So, mm. marketing maybe, and probably catching up on all my emails that I've not done in the last day while I was finishing the product cool. launch. You? Well, I'll go and scratch around for half an hour in the workshop before the others start. And then get into quotes. Got lots of quotes to catch up on today. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know that feeling. All right. Yeah. Let's do it. Cool, man. Let's do it. Thanks. Bye. What's going to happen to these files? Where will they go? Straight into the script. Did you hear those sounds at all? Yeah. Okay. I thought maybe um, it wasn't working. Boom, okay. boom. But we will shall find out if I push stop or <laughs> we just done talking. <laughs> I don't know. Goodbye. Stop recording. So.